0: Welcome to the Sound Words podcast, where it's our goal to help Christians love and live out God's word. I'm Pastor Aaron Nicholson. This is Pastor Jesse Randolph. And today we have Pastor Greg Thomas with us. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, Greg.
1: It's a pleasure. Good to be here.
0: Well, Greg is the pastor of the Visitation Ministry, or one of the pastors of the Visitation Mm -hmm. Ministry. Uh, You've been an elder here at the church. You've been attending for a very long time.
1: Uh, How long? Probably about since 83, 83. yeah, That's wonderful. I met my wife in 84, and we've been here since 85. Wonderful. Awesome. Well,
0: I know you to be a a fantastic and faithful Bible teacher, um, a humble man, and a wise man. So we're definitely looking forward to this podcast today.
1: The the bar
0: is high. (laughs) (laughs) The bar is high. (laughs) Well, first question for you, Greg. Um, We're talking about a visitation ministry. What is a visitation ministry, and what's your role here in the church's visitation ministry?
1: Yeah, I, I see the visitation ministry as another way or avenue of building up the body, encouraging the body. A couple of passages that um, I don't know if you call it our motto, but Second uh, Corinthians one three comes to mind, where it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction." with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. It's kind of a tongue twister. There's a lot of comfort in there. But as I go and my uh, brother in Christ, Kurt Custer go and Brad, um, we're trying to bring comfort from the Lord. I mean, literally sometimes there's nothing we can do for someone who's suffering an illness or a surgery or something. But we remind them of the truths that, um, that God is with them uh, if if they're believers, that uh, they can be encouraged in that, but visitation, I think maybe the term makes it sound kind of narrow, but uh, you know it might be welcome in a new family to the church. I know that's part of the hospitality ministry as well, or visiting sick, or there's many. We have many in our body who simply cannot physically be in this building every Sunday, so. We go to see them, um, and some who've had surgeries. Or it might be celebrating a birth or mourning a death. Uh, we have both of those things happening often. And sometimes it's not merely um, going and reading Scripture and praying with them, Is but that's a lot of what we do. But sometimes there's things like somebody needs a meal, or they need someone to help them with their house cleaning, or they need transportation to an appointment, we're kind of, as Kurt and I say, kind of full service. Um, we've done it's some wonderful, interesting things uh, along the way for people, but just just to help and encourage them.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I've I've uh, I shared this with the body uh, maybe a couple months ago. Sunday evening message I gave it was our congregational update mm-hmm. where I shared uh, the best word I can give is a ride along. I went on a ride along with our visitation pastors and just saw the care and the uh, just the love that they have for these various members of the body and these various stages of life and, and need. And some of what was lost on me going into that ride along was simply just sitting and being with those people that may be a little lonely or may be, uh, may, may themselves have lost family members and don't have anybody else to come alongside them. They're, Mm -hmm. they're lonely, this side of heaven as they, they, they make it to the finish line. And, and you guys fill that gap for them. So it's not always just, let's open the Bible and hear six Bible verses to make you feel better today. It's sometimes sitting with them, listening to them, their concerns, their fears, their worries, uh, listening to them talk about their favorite baseball team for a little bit and just kind of go back and forth and just provide companionship. And that's a real, you talk about shepherding in terms of the pastoral role, that's shepherding to a T. So we're our body is blessed to have you and the other guys doing what the, what you're doing and caring for those who are closest to glory, you know? So, and I know it's not that narrow. I know it's a broader ministry than just the the elderly and the infirm, but yeah. it's,
1: a, it's a critical ministry. Ministry of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a lot of it. Listening's a lot of it. Sometimes the best thing you can do is listen and not talk. Hmm. And sometimes you just remind them, this is where the Lord has you. It's difficult, but this is where the Lord has you. Yeah. Always
2: think of Job's counselors. They were mm-hmm. most effective when they sat and just didn't <laughs> yep. open their mouth, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right, Greg, who, um, who should be visiting the sick? Is this a ministry
1: that's just for pastors and elders or for others as well? Well, as you all know, we have a large number of people, uh, all walks of life, ages, and there is absolutely no way that Kurt and I or others would begin to think that we know everything that's going on. So it's it's everyone. Um, what I've found as I've gotten into this ministry these past few years is the amount of things that are going on under the radar that mm. people, people are already doing for one another. Some of it comes out of home Bible studies. Some of it just comes out of relationships with families. But it's everybody. Um, one of the verses that I was thinking of, not a direct command to... Visit, but uh, like in James chapter one, I believe it is. But in John, First John chapter three, it says, "This is commandment that we believe in the name of the Son of Jesus Christ and love one another just as He commanded us." And love takes action, so we we go see people, we go try to help them, and see what they can do. Um, it's how we express our love. So I've been amazed how many times when the Lord has brought someone to my mind. And i call them something's going on mm-hmm. in their life so i would encourage people as they as as you're going through your day and some it, just somebody keeps coming into your mind maybe you don't know that something specifically is going on in their life but give them a call or stop by or, or something or send them a card send them a note and we have to be sensitive to certain people um some people want everybody praying some people want just a few people It's just a just a personality thing they They are a little more close to the best, so to speak, so you have to be sensitive to that and if they're in the hospital or in the rehab things, you have to look out for their rest time and but yeah, it's everybody it's not it's kind of like you know you don't have to have the gift of giving to give. We all give, and you don't have to have the gift of mercy or such to visit people Hmm. now you may not be comfortable doing it but it's still it's 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 such an encouraging thing Hmm. i often walk away way more uplifted than i think i impressed upon them to be uplifted (laughs) the faithful people we have and even though they're going through very hard times it's very encouraging to see them trust in the lord Hmm.
0: wonderful and um thank you for all those excellent reminders and the um the advice that you gave. And, um, I just appreciate it. Appreciate your ministry. Um, can we, let's move to talk about funerals now. that's kind of the other side of this podcast and it's related obviously to visitation Mm -hmm. ministry. You, You included it as part of it. Um, but if you could just talk about funerals, I know you officiate many. Um, why do we have funerals and what is the purpose of them? Yeah.
1: Well, I know you both have done your share as well. I think the simple answer is that funerals are for the good of those who are still living most people see funerals or celebrations of life memorial services whatever term you want to associate with it as remembering the one they've lost and that's a good thing Um, but at every funeral or memorial service or celebration of life if you've ever been to those who are not that are not necessarily centering on a biblical perspective the elephant in the room is somebody has died and that's what the funeral message is is just perfect for. There's been a death. Why are we all gathered here? We're here because Uncle Joe or somebody has passed away. And to look into what people say about it at those times, they often quoted, uh, well, they're in a better place. And to get down into people's hearts and, and see what they really believe The Bible has all the answers to these questions, why there's death, what happens after death, who goes where after death, and what happens to the person. So it's a golden opportunity. I think Pastor Mm. Eddie used to say that. Mm. Uh, Pastor Eddie Masters was a longtime visitation pastor here, did many funerals. And he said it's a golden opportunity Mm. to share the gospel, and it is.
0: Now, why do you think it's so golden? I mean, are people's state of mind different? Than they would be other places
1: well the average person it's hard to get in a conversation about death mm-hmm. but when it's on their doorstep and they are there at least you have a captive audience and to get them to consider what what does the word what does the bible what mm-hmm. does god say i've said on more than one occasion at funerals i could give you my opinion about death what happens where i'm going you could give me your opinion but bottom line would be all we'd have is two opinions piled on top of one another. What What's real? What's the truth? And only God knows that and has destined us for either heaven or hell, depending on our relationship to Christ. Indeed. Well, we're going to ask
2: you the theological question now, which is better, a funeral or a party?
1: Ecclesiastes 7 and yeah. Psalm 90. Yeah, well, uh, Aaron and I have talked about this before because— I know he's used that passage in Ecclesiastes, and so have I. When I meet with the family generally right before the service to kind of give them an understanding of what the service is going to be like, our goal is to, yes, we're going to honor your family member, and we may have some family members you know, say some things, and, and that's all well and good. But I'll, I will read Ecclesiastes 7 at least a couple of the first two verses a good name is better than a good ointment the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth it's better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting why because that is the end of every man and the living take it to heart so because I know in every family even a believing family that there's going to be unbelievers and there's going to be unbelievers in attendance for sure at the funeral so it's an opportunity to put in perspective okay This person has died, and I can confidently tell you on on a lot of occasions, if I know the person and I know their faith in Christ, where they are. And I can tell you that because of what the Bible says. People have funny ideas about death, uh, and and I don't think they really think about them. They don't really consider why is there death. And the Bible tells us that. Why is there death? because we are sinful and you just walk them through the gospel and then you talk about the hope that somebody has who has put their faith in christ Mm -hmm. and the opposite hopelessness that someone has who doesn't you're going to put your fate of eternity in what you think will happen just try to get people to think about that Mm Uh, I love Psalm 139 just for a lot of reasons. It's a great psalm from start to finish. But uh, in Psalm 139, it says in verse 16, Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. I often read that to to people that that think about life being too short or something kind of from man-centered view that God has ordained our days I'm thankfully he hasn't told me when my day is but I know in one sense that we're invincible immortal uh, till that day hmm. and when he calls us home he calls us home so funerals a a good a good thing to attend I think it's good for young people to attend funerals even though their understanding may be not there yet but to go to a funeral and experience separation. We have grief, but we don't grieve like those who have no hope. We wish that person was still here, but we know if they're a believer in Christ, where they are. So I often tell people, you know, we have grief, but we're not grieving for that person.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting advice. It's countercultural advice.
1: Yeah, you read Ecclesiastes to somebody like that, and they, get, they just don't understand it. Yeah,
0: but even to tell a young person go attend a funeral. Yeah, I mean nobody wants to do that. Who wants to go to a funeral? You'd want to go to a party. But as you mentioned in Ecclesiastes, that is the end of every man. Learn from it. Yes, and that Psalm ninety says, "Teach us to number our days, that we may present to you a heart of wisdom." I think funerals do that. Yep. Well, how can people in general? How can people prepare for the day of their death?
1: Well, I, I got two sides to that coin. The first, practically speaking. Uh, I always tell people, it's kind of hard when you're younger, uh, but as you get older to let your family know your wishes. You know, if you have definite ideas of, of course, you have to do all that with the funeral home and all those kind of things, which which we don't really get into unless someone would like us to go along. But things like oh, in my funeral or my memorial service, I want these scriptures or these songs or this emphasis of the gospel and but I, my caveat is always get it down on paper and give it to your family. But I'll tell you this, if you're sweating over the details, you won't care.
2: <laughs>
1: your fa- It's for your family. Like we said, the funerals for the living. But s- spiritually speaking, we do prepare for death. Um, those who won't think about death, that keep putting off thinking about, you know, am I right before God, that we must understand why there is death. And that's another thing usually in my messages at funerals or memorial services, I always talk about those three kinds of biblical death, the physical death, the spiritual death, like in Ephesians 2, or dead in our trespasses and sins, and then the eternal death, that we're, where we will be forever and ever because of our spiritual separation. If we die in that separation without faith in Christ, we are eternally in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so preparing for death would be, You want to avoid the eternal death. Um, We're all going to live somewhere eternally. We're eternal beings. And often I get questions about heaven and relationships. Will we know one another? And I always say, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know, but I know one thing. God created us to have a relationship with Him, and we're in His image, and He's created us to have relationships with one another. Uh, I don't think in glory that we're going to be relationship-less. That we will have relationships and um in some form so mm-hmm. it's it's encouraging but yeah. yeah preparing for death is avoiding the eternal death and obtaining eternal life through christ amen and that's what hopefully as these funerals go forward you know israel saw funerals was it you that gave all those statistics about how many died yeah, yeah i think oh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, there's a constant funeral going on. The reminder is the wages of sin is death,
0: and the death rate hasn't changed, has it? So no. it's hundred yeah. percent. Everyone yeah. needs to think about death. Right. Um, good to mention the the material side of things, uh, the details of your funeral. But I really appreciate, yeah, thinking about eternity, where you're going to spend eternity. If you don't know the Lord, repent and believe. If you do know the Lord, live for Him because you only have so many days, and you're storing up crowns in heaven that you'll one day receive. Um, and you'll give all the praise to God. Right. And we don't know our appointed day. Yeah. Well, Thank you, Greg. Really appreciate you being on the podcast today, sharing your insights and um, just encouraging us to, to visit people and their distress and to um, think about the day of our death because it's coming for all of us. Um,
1: we appreciate you and your ministry to this church. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And I would just encourage people, just, just be sensitive to the people around you take the opportunity. If you just look, there's people that need visiting, need help, need a meal, whatever. And our body, as I said before, it it just warms my heart that, you know, Bible studies and things that are taking care of things even before anybody else knows about it. Mm And that's the way it should be. Indeed.
2: Awesome. Well, may we continue. Jesse, do you have anything to add? No, final word is going to go to God and his word in 2 Timothy 1.13. Retain the standard of sound words, which you have heard from me in the faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Sound Words podcast.